episode 99 we go in and presents here with deep of two hungry bros deep man your discography is incredible and we've been in the game almost you know as long you know um i started mm -hmm. in 2001 you started in 2000 you know how would you describe your journey man just looking back on the last 24 years 23 24 years oh so instead of describing it myself uh i'm gonna tell you what respect to god told me uh the kid yeah, from perverted monks. He's like, yo, deep. Every time you find a new, like, every time you find like the dope new artists. So, in that sense, I always feel like I'm the, I'm, a, I'm, I always feel like a good stepping stone for others. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, providing a soundtrack to jumpstart, or just to get people on the road to success. And I'm definitely happy with that because I, I, I like I like the accolades but I don't want any of the uh that crazy infamy or attention I mean imagine if I'm hanging out with my son and somebody's just running up to me I don't know asking me for a selfie nah I'm I'm not that cute so <laughs> so so you all you you almost prefer work with artists kind of in their early stages versus established artists with big budgets and notoriety yeah. like like that actually excites you exactly because uh, uh that's that's alchemy man you're turning you're turning the, the 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 cobalt or the coal into something diamond or gold and then um because okay so for instance business model of, of so many producers from 2003 to 2010 everybody like all these cats were, were blowing up and, and and they wanted everybody wanted uh what's the what's his name killer everybody had a killer priest song you remember that yeah, everybody, yeah, yeah. Everybody had it, but then, okay. So where are those guys? Killer Priest is still rocking, you know. He's still doing his thing, but now, you know, you didn't make Bible. You didn't make that genius song. That the song at the end of the Liquid Swords. Do you not? You're not going to capture that moment because you weren't there with him. So my just art, art for me in general, or, or just making a beat. It has to be like it has to come naturally. It has to happen uh organically or else it wasn't meant to be and and that's and and in many of my cases you know roads were made for you know or, or i just went down the road that the artist happened to be in like that's i was rocking with fresh daily because i happened to be at rocksteady one time he was rocking eo dub and i was so impressed and that that was one like road i paid myself but with fresh daily then i met homeboy sam in so it's just like it's like Things that come organically, not forced, and and like I said, I I like the uh the, the just the natural route as opposed to, you know, trying to get to the '90s MCs that and I you know what it is I love everything that inspired me. I love it so much that I don't want to recreate that. I don't, uh, I, I you know I want it to be, it that was my stepping stone. You know what I'm saying? That was that was what drove me into creativity. And I've been, and all those guys can recreate themselves as, as many times and however great as they can. But I want to do something new. No doubt that that that's respectable, man. I mean, so many producers I've talked to, you know, have kind of gotten with artists at the early stages, I think, in the hopes that it's going to be that investment that pays off down the line, you know, the major label deal, the major label budget, you know, production on, you know, uh, a platinum album or or whatever and so you know when when you look at 
at an artist and you're looking at, okay, I'm working with this artist kind of in their early, early phases of their career, you know, how do you kind of pull back or say, you know what, like I've done what I can here. Like I need a new challenge versus I want to stay with this artist throughout their whole career and keep, you know, appearing on every project they put out. Oh, I mean, that's up to the artists. Uh, that's definitely, uh, let me just give you it. Let me give you an instance. Um, Azealia Banks. I, I met her. Uh, it was an AOK collective show. She was still in LaGuardia high school. And then she came up to me and she was like, yo, what's good with some beats? And I was like, I don't like, I, oh, that's, that's mad nice. I don't know you. Um, but show me, I, I was like, yeah, you know, show me that you have anything recorded or that you can record something and I'll hit you with some beats. And then she did, she did it that week. And I was super impressed. So I hit it with, she has a song called Flaps, F like a porn star. And that's floating around the inst the internet. And, and then back when we put that out, um, that was like on Vibe. That was during the blog era. So it helped, it helped jumpstart a lot of things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, that, that being said, that's a, that's a young woman who had creative potential you know i gave her a beat and then she flourished from where from there on now who am i to be like oh i got you know hey yeah you know i gave you that beat if it wasn't you know the story right it's the story from the human league don't you want me now <laughs> yeah it's the, it's the guy you were working as a waitress in a cocktail bar like you that, whatever you listen to that song it, it should make everyone feel like you know like if you feel self-conscious if you ever feel like giving yourself credit for someone else's success like just like when you go to an art when you, when you go to a museum you sit, sit stand back and you look at it you enjoy it. like i make art i make art to enjoy i make music to enjoy so it's not a game. It's not a con. I don't know. I guess it's, I guess I'm not monetarily driven. I'm not trying to have somebody carry me anywhere. You know what I mean? But no. you know, shout shout outs to Azealia Banks. Like I'm not saying I that I'm not saying I jump started that, but she took from that. She took her own steps. But I was happy to be there along the journey. Is what right. I'm saying. Yeah, and then she decided. All right. And she, you know, like she decided that was enough for the deep era of Azealia Banks, one song, and then that was it. So um it happens, you know, but you don't yeah. get salty about it. You, you know, these these are these are people who came into your life. And every every artist relationship is a relationship, and then you respect it. Even if it turns sour later on, I mean, as men. You know, we don't carry grudges, you know what I'm saying? And if you do, that might be a personal issue. But a lot of the times, you know, you get over and I'm like, oh, I remember when we were like, oh, when we used to argue, you get over that. And then you say, oh, that, that was a great time. We did a lot of good things. Boom. Right. Right. You know, going back to you mentioned the the AOK mixtapes, man. You know, what was it like working on those mixtapes? How did that really evolve from, you know, you meeting Fresh Daily, you meeting Homeboy Sandman into the, into you working on those mixtapes. So which one, so we're talking about which ones in particular, the My Cruise All Thinner and um, Back for Seconds or like the, the joints that were more like compilation style? Really just in general, you know, thinking about just your work there um, with, with those guys and, and how that really came about and evolved. Uh, we were 
Oh, so uh, shout outs to Fred Ones at TME Studios Pro Fred Ones. Um, he, I, he took me under his wing, and um, he just showed me a lot. And then, and then from two, I guess from two thousand four to two thousand nine, ten, I was always in there trying to get jumped. And then I would bring people, like you know, you you make friends, you sh- you show them where the greatness is, you know. So we would always be up at TME Pro and uh, I would have beats in there and, and we would just record joints, we record songs. And that's how um, a bunch of AOK stuff got recorded. And then um, later on with the Back for Seconds and my crew's all thinner, it was just, um, it, was a, it was a joke because around that era was the mixtape era and um, MCs were taking beats from popular songs, remember that, mm-hmm. and they would just yeah. do the whole mix. So I said, "What what would be the direct like? What what would be the version of a producer doing that, taking rare grooves?" And I and I and I, I just told my boys, which were the AOK Collective, "Yo, what's good?" And then everybody that I made the connections with the European connections. Remember I told you? And then uh, everybody was, "Oh man, that's great." So so my thing was for a producer, if you want to make a uh, a similar like a parallel to that business model that rappers were doing you are going uh, uh, (laughs) yeah man (laughs) that's chase chase is making an appearance all right special guest cameo what's up chase yeah yeah i heard it so i said i would i would take (laughs) the originals i would take the original rare groove and have rappers rap on the original rare groove and 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 then it, later on, people would say, "Oh man, that was such a dope beat, blah blah blah." And I said, "Man, that's not a beat, man. That that's just the rare grooves that I had on record, lying around the house." And that was my like sense of that was my sense of humor right there. And then, uh, lo and behold, this day and age, people are just rapping over loops. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm like, I'm the godfather of that style. No, but I'm not. <laughs> But no, it was fun. It was fun. Uh, I try to make everything fun. I, you know, when when it was, when it was be in the studios, you know, two hungry bros. We make sure everybody stayed fed with lots of Mexican food. Um, so, man, it, 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 that's incredible. You know, when you think about, you know, you you were around for both the mixtape and the blog era. Like, how do you differentiate between those two times when you look back on it? Oh, so. So the mixtape era, uh, it was a lot of um, that that was like one day to the next almost. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, because that that's when it it went from wearing the the triple X t shirts and the do rags into the uh, the retro kids era, and everybody right that was yeah that was transition yeah. yeah yeah from you go from double XL to a small slash medium man yeah uh, it it was definitely a style and aesthetic change. Um, people started, um, look, and why are you talking sonically or just visual? Because visually, I just remember the transition of everyone going from more tidy, uh, tighter fitted clothing and then looking at those who are still stuck in 2006 or 2005 and saying, Hey, why are you guys still floating around in your clothes? Or, uh, and, and <laughs> oh, and then, um, wait, wait, uh, the mixtape era also had, um, like the down south and then the, 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 the chop and screw thing going on. 
Right, and then and then yeah. we had uh like uh th- that's when the little John stuff stopped, and then we, we did there was just like like the 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 West oh um Little Wayne was coming up really hard, right? Right. I mean, he yeah, he yeah. had those he had those um the mixtapes with uh with drama the dedication yeah. mixtapes, and he was he was killing it. Um, I was in this I was in Virginia at the time, and I mean. Wayne was the king of Virginia, right at that time, man. You know, like mm. like everywhere I went, that's what you heard. I'll tell you this: the the blog era. I kind of I I got addicted to a, a lot of the love I was getting from that. I definitely like I was I was like, oh man, we got a new track, we got a new banger. Let's drop this, let's drop that. Um, I remember, um, there was one time Eighth One gave me a Eighth One gave me a, an acapella. He's like, yo, can you beat match that? And I was like, yeah, 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 I got it. So then I, and it was like, it was so dope. And then on 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 the on the on the joint, he was like going after all the hipster rappers, is what we used to call it, because I was the blog era. You know, it was hipster rappers we were we were going after. And he dropped it, and um, I said, oh, I gotta drop this with 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 his permission or not. I'm just gonna drop it and see what happens, because you just it was the ripple in the pond. It wasn't the, like so with mixtapes, you were waiting for people to sell your CD, but the blog era, you were throwing rocks in the pond and seeing what kind of ripple effect you would have, mm. you know, across the world. And um, that one was, so uh, it was uh, the joint where eighth one is like hips, the rap kill, the boom bap. Um, I have it floating on digital too. I forgot the name of it, but, uh, and when that dropped, everybody went the next day to Fat Beats and bought all of his CDs. And then, That's um, awesome. yeah, it was dope. It was really dope. And, and but it but it was because it polarized a group of people who were feeling the same way. And then mm-hmm. that night, um, and I I still work with Piso, but this is what I'm saying. We we don't hold grudges, but like Piso told Eighth One, oh no, it's a it's a it's a media nightmare. People are gonna come after the AOK. You need to make an apology record. So Eighth makes an apology record the next day and drops it. And that's also on my beat. And then, um, then, then like the sales simmered down because everyone's like, ah, they're not really standing. He's, he's afraid. So that's when we started getting, it, it, it was, it was the age of polarization started and this, you know, it started, started and people are worried about opinions. And then you're either, you either have strong opinions or you don't. And, and we saw that having strong opinions Make sales. Yeah, yeah. No, that 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 was a wild time, man. Um, and, and you know, one of the things is, you know, you could drop a song and have it, you know, reposted by eight or nine blogs because there were so many blogs, and so many of them were kind of just seeing what the others were doing, who was first, who was second on yeah. any on any given song. So it's like they all started to look the same after a while. Yo, who? Okay, so. As an avid comic book fan and, uh, you know, and uh, just a reader in general, who is reading blogs? That's what I want to know. Who had time to really, as as a working man, uh, I don't know, like a guy with a job, a guy who had a, who had, I guess that's the difference between like a creator and a consumer, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because I just... The, the, those blogs flourish, and at a, at a certain time, it, it, it did become that that like they were they were the mob of the scene. You know what I'm saying? Like 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 the mafiosos, and 
uh, you like two dope boys. Like I know, I remember like you could drop a track on two dope boys, and if you weren't polite to them, they would uh like censor like the good comments or the bad comments. Well, yeah, yeah, it was wild. It was a wild time. Um, so that that was like I said that was. But if you had a mixtape on the street, you know, three years ago, your response was direct. So yeah, I just put everybody on, didn't I? Right. no man i mean i mean what i think what was happening you know a lot of times these these different errors in hip-hop get looked looked back on with like rose-colored glasses like everything was all good but i mean you know you think about the the politics behind so many blogs and getting posted and being part of different you know networks and and you know business models like it kind of became so commercialized with it, it was almost destined to kind of eat itself after a while. Oh hell yeah, hell yeah! Like, like okay, play is not even owned by the roots anymore, type of thing. And then, uh, what else? Um, oh, like, or, or if a blogger was an aspiring DJ, you would book him so that later on he could play your stuff, you know, or he yep. could feature your stuff. Yo, and then the guy wouldn't even be a dope DJ or something, you know, but he just happened to want to be a dj and you happen to want to have a song that was featured every other month that that's we're taking the road okay we're taking the rose colored glasses off but it's all right you know that this is this is my uh that's not a bad thing because that's how people were getting over that's how and and, and you, you always got to have your you got to have your strategy and um that's that's fine like if that's your way of getting on cool but I'm always the guy who's like, I'm going to do what I do and I'm going to throw it out there and then I'm going to fall back. And I guess that's why I don't really pursue. I don't pursue stuff because if it's going to come to me, let it let it come naturally. I'm going to go and live. I'm going to go breathe, take care of my family. And then I'll see what when I have free time, I'll come in and check on it. Yeah. No doubt, man. You know, I miss those days of like multiple hustles where like everyone you met like i'm a writer i'm a dj like here's my (laughs) album like here's this here's that like you know it's not that long ago that you know anyone that was like approaching me to write on hip-hop game not anyone but but a lot of people were it was like a vehicle to meet artists to then do beats or then you know, get 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 my music played on hip hop game. If I write for you, then you got to play my music on the audio page. Like it was always like strings yeah. attached. There's always a string. And you know what? Uh, I I do the radio show now with All Mental. Like I just became his um his DJ for his show. Nice, congrats. Any uh wait 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 what's the name of the show? Oh my god, I'm such a horrible. Um oh against the grain radio show. That's what it's called. But there's always artists on there. And I'm I make it my point not to be the guy who's like, yeah, I make me yo, if you don't know who I am and I'm and I'm just a DJ there, I'm good with that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But then like all mental be like, yo, deep makes beats too. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. Keep going. <laughs> Cause it's like not a, for me, that's not a I I I'm having a good time being the DJ there right now. Mm. I don't I'm not I don't I I don't want to be the guy who pushes myself on you. No, that 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 makes sense. I mean, it, it's much more natural and authentic when people discover it and and appreciate yeah. it versus like you got to listen to this like right now. Like, here's my links. Like, um, I feel they're like they're not going to do it. They're not no. going to do it. 
or you're listening to it out of obligation, so you're already kind of like whatever. Like you're not. Yeah, or, or, yeah. Or that guy's gonna listen to it because he thinks he's gonna get more plays on the radio show. Yeah, like the obligation thing, and then it becomes like a vicious, uh, toxic cycle. Yeah, that's that's not good. I, like I said, organically, that's that's the move. Well, you know, I, I'm in I'm in teacher education. I work with you know future teachers, and one thing that that we always say is you know everything is political. You know, the decision to teach this is political, or the decision not to teach it is political. Like everything mm-hmm. is political, whether it's it's you do it or you don't do it. There's thought and decisions and and politics behind what you're doing. I mean, it's the same way in hip hop, man. You know, is 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 how it feels, and you know. So am I a libertarian? No, right. <laughs> I'm not a I'm not I'm not like this staunch capitalist trying to get over no you know, or, or what that'd be a Republican who tries you're doing for self right without restrictions uh yeah, yeah whatever but go ahead but no, yeah, yeah you know go ahead man go ahead no 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 that I I guess everything is oh that's scary though everything is political I know right it makes you think. Oh. It, it, no, that's why I'm not talking. That's why I'm like, uh, <laughs> you put the, uh, I, I, I try, oh man, I really try not to think of it. Yeah, I, like I said, I try to be apolitical as possible. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Well, when it comes to the radio show, I guess I've made the decision not to be that politician, right? Is that what right. you're saying? Yeah, yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah, okay. And, and what it is, I mean, people are discovering your music authentically and and making those choices, but it's like, you know, not being forced on them, I feel like they're able to listen with much more of an open mind versus like shoving a link into somebody's face. Like you got to check this now. It's like, okay. Like I I remember artists having me listen to their music while they're like staring at me. And that's super uncomfortable. <laughs> you're like, you're like, am I supposed to, am I, am I nodding my head hard enough? Do I need to nod my head harder? Like what, what oh. are you like, let me put my headphones on and give me some privacy. Like you, it, it feels like invasive almost. Yeah, it is. It's totally because uh, you know what it is, man. Music is is music like religion is very personal. You know, um, yeah. your your relationship with music can be parallel to your relationship with God. How like you know like oh I'm so mad, <laughs> or this music is is creating miracles in my life. You know what I'm saying? Right. A lot of yeah yeah. So for someone to, I guess for someone. To be there in your face is kind of like riding a train and having that like preacher shot at you that you're going to hell. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, something you've done this year, man, that that is incredible is, you know, partnering with with FU for the Respectfully FU album, which, you know, came out just just great. You know, I talked talked to FU about it. I listened to the interview. So there's definitely a lot of stuff left out. So I get to fill, I get to put that in there for you. Go ahead. Yeah. Hey, so, hey, hey. so what was left out, man? Yeah. Let, let's start there, man. Like what was left out that you want to add to, you know, you know, give some more context. Uh, so uh, let's talk about the organic relationship. He, he was featured. So I'm friends with this cat, Davino, who's on this label called exquisite dope records. And he had an artist, called Garcia Vega, who had a track that featured FU. So it was on a beat that I made, but and I'm not going to tell you what it is because somebody took a vocal sample and put it on my beat off beat. Mm. 
like train wreck. And as a DJ and as a, I was like, oh my God. And I was embarrassed. That, so, but I followed him because I love this verse on there. I love this verse on there. And then uh, I guess he followed me back. And then I posted this record of the Spanish version of Greece, um, the soundtrack. Mm. So he made a funny comment on there. And I said, oh, man, it sounds like you're trying to get an album out of this. And he said, don't threaten me with a good time. And I love a good sense of humor, bro. Like that's <laughs> and so that so that really gave like that gave me the oh, I got to work with this guy. And then like our chemistry, like our our sarcasm and, and just I, I've listened to a lot of his stuff before. I was a radio. I was a radio DJ for some other for my man, uh, Doc Ock back in the day. Rest oh, man. In peace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, great dude. Yeah, I was I was I was uh, subbing for a bodega cold cuts show and fu was a guest on there and um one of the things the re- reason why i usually don't tend to last on a lot of radio shows is because there's a lot of stuff i re- like there'll be a guest there and i'll refuse to play their stuff because it just goes against i don't know i just don't think it's dope and i don't want to be the dj that plays that like mm-hmm. you put it on you put it on your phone and play it from the aux but i'm not going to spin it because i'm not going to be responsible for revealing this to the universe I'm not getting paid to be your DJ, so it's not. So it's my reputation on the line. That's another thing I have. Anyway, but he would send when I got Fu's music. I was so happy. I'm like, I was I was so happy that I liked it and that I wanted to play it. And this was like a few years ago. And then, um, so I always tell him, I'm like, man, I tell him that story because I was like, man, we would have had a bad time if I refused. Cause you, cause you walked in there like a tough guy, like you wanted to beat up every, cause that was his persona, like you know I'm gonna I'm gonna mess you up, and and we talked about that, and that led to our um, mutual adoration of the beat nuts, mm. and, and and for us, and well, like I said, we're both I'm Puerto Rican, he's Peruvian, and we we both grew up with uncles like like i don't give a ish uncles that the, the tough guy uncle in your family but it's not just a hispanic thing but like everybody got the the uncle that's like you know he's he's the what's that called the black sheep who who, who fixes cars you know he, he wears the golden rings or he's tough and he he just did things his own way and we all had uncles like that and for the for the hispanic listener the B-nuts would always say, yo, do you believe in God? You do? Tell him to save you. You know what I'm saying? That's some real, like, tough guy shit to say. Yeah, that's amazing. But it's 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 not only like a, it's not like they created that, like, oh, we're going to, we're going to pretend to be like tough guys. That's a, so when you're like a badass or you're a villain, you have, you've, you've, you've accumulated enough experience in your life where, Humor, <laughs> humor is associated with that cruelty or that or that tough guyness. So when you hear it, and let's say you know, like uh, you like most of the time when people laugh at something, it's because there's a, there's a huge truth to it. So that's what we connected with um with the beatnuts, and we're like, yo, we need to bring that because kids today, not that kids are gonna listen to our stuff because kids are listening to things with listening to things that have other kind of BPMs and drum programming that, that that doesn't really vibe with me. But for those that are going to search it out, 
or just people are going to hear and they're like, yeah. And so, so we, we were really inspired by the beat nuts to make that album because we wanted to deliver that, you know, tough, that, 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 that same vibe that FU naturally has. He is comedic while being edgy and in your, and like in your face. So it's like, he's a guy who could tell a joke, but you don't want to tell a joke back to him because you're afraid you might get punched in the face. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Like he's he's always been, you know, such a such a cool guy to interview. You know, I think we've done like three or four interviews at this point, you know, over the years. And just super personable too, man. Like always entertaining, yeah. always got great stories, engages. Yeah, you 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 know, you don't get these one word answers out of him, which is amazing, yeah. you know. So um, he's I'm very visual fan. in his writing too. So I, I have I have a I have a BA in English writing and and that that's what also that's another thing I have this filter when it comes to rappers when I when someone gives you know when I hear a song and I hear things that don't pertain to the five senses uh in writing uh that you know if I can't hear touch smell whatever then I don't like it and so if you're saying essence oh my inspiration oh my energy is nah because you know what I don't I it doesn't appeal to the five senses it's not concrete but F you and yo, he had so much, there was so much visual. It was, it was so vivid. All his lyrics are very, and you can touch, smell, hear, you're there. And even when it's cosmic or fantastic, you're still in the comic book with him. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, and that's something I appreciate about all the artists that I work with. Having that visual writing skill. And man, you know, Fu is somebody too who just keeps getting better. Like, yeah, his, his pen game is sharper today than it was two years ago, and two years ago it was sharper than it was four years ago. Yeah, uh, def- it definitely is, and I, and I really appreciate what he brought on my um, on my album. There was actually a song that was on the album that he scrapped because the beat was kind of slow, and I appreciate that. But then he used. He used the verse on Retrospects compilation, and I got kind of salty about it because I liked I liked the verse because it had all these comic book references to Reed Richards, and I was like, oh man! But I liked he had like Sue Richards, Reed Richards, and and uh, you know I, I'm holding up I got a bunch of comic books, but I'm such a comic book fan. I really wanted that on my album, but um, you know we we get over it as men. But uh, shout outs to Retrospect and it's a song with Retrospect and Bub Styles. Um, they had a compilation of high water music. But that being said, we kept we kept this album real succinct and um, so that it wouldn't drag. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. I mean, you know, thinking about just the, the production style, I mean, what kind of beats did you, you did you want to hit F with? I mean, um did did you have a specific style you were kind of going for, or was it just kind of send him a, a range and see what he what he what he gravitates towards? He gravitate. So I sent him a bunch of joint. So the beats that I made for that album were made during the pandemic, like when I'm at when I'm at home, uh, and I'm banging out beats. You know, just because what else am I gonna? It was it was that or like running thirteen miles. Like I was Will Smith in I Am Legend, <laughs> ball by myself in the streets. That was my favorite thing to do because I loved it when the streets were empty. But um, and then I would come back energizing. I would make beats 
And and those are the beats that I, you know, that, that I made for that album and then the other album, what dad listens to, were from that pandemic COVID era. But he was picking beats that were uh all that had all Latin samples. And then um the 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 song that he made um for what dad listens to, he really wanted on this album as well. But I told him, let's not do that because that was a Greek sample. And uh since we were already so uniform with the Latin sound, we're gonna we were gonna just keep it, we were gonna keep um Warwick Davis, the name of the song on my album and then he's like what if we do a part two about all right right now that's not fitting on this album so but yeah it was it was latin beats it, it was latin inspired uh because i have a re i mean I, I i got a whole i mean just being puerto rican I, i'm privy to all my uncles and my aunts and all their records my dad and my, and my mom's records and and all the joints that i find in the hood when people throw out their records or they get evicted or they die, I pick those up. I go, I go dumpster diving and I find a lot of nice joints. So. Man, when you say dumpster diving, do you actually get in the dumpster? Like yeah. what have you found? Oh, so uh, in 2015, I found us like a really heavy stack of 45s. Um, with like blue, no 45s, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I found um oh who's uh, I was always a fan of this Donovan record that I found the one that Bismarck he sampled um Get Thy Bearings um it has that song on there um I I found a lot of like I always dumpster diving is my favorite thing and so then when my son came along uh we would go dumpster diving we found a bunch of Thomas tracks uh cars uh thomas trains so Man. he's gotten into the he's gotten into the whole going to flea markets thrift shops i don't really i, I love record stores but i i i think that it's more organic to just when you get a sample if it comes to you that's what i'm gonna use so if like dumpster diving like i gotta come across a, 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 like if i'm if it's in my path like i said before i'm gonna use it because it was meant to be right. That's my form. That's like, I'm telling you, that's my formula, that magic formula. If, it, if it's, if it's meant for me to have. So as you know, you go to a record store. So when I go to record stores when it comes for me to DJ, like if I have the DJ gigs, I'm looking for a song for my set. That's different from my production. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome, man. I mean, yeah. um, so many gems out there too. And you know, so many, so many people just kind of toss in what, you know, if they don't understand it or it wasn't theirs and they're cleaning out an apartment, it's like, it's all junk to them. Um, so that's, that's yeah. Or, I mean, uh, I got a lot of really dope records in Harlem because I, uh, my, my office is in Harlem and we had, we used to, prior to the pandemic, man, like, uh, there were two Goodwills in Harlem, and then one over the one over the, the one over the Third Avenue Bridge in the Salvation Army. And then, I mean, I, I hate that it has to be so dark, but it, it was really like a lot of the old school DJs dying and passing away or getting evicted. And yo, know, like I found a Huey, uh, Baby Huey record for two dollars, the joint with the Ghostface sample. Man, um, yeah, you know the one with his face on there. I'm trying to picture it. I'm trying to paint the picture for everybody who knows. But uh, yeah, that one. I don't want to. 
I, I keep brain farting on names because you know I'm old. So hey man, it's Friday <laughs> afternoon too, man. You had yeah, a long day. exactly, exactly, exactly. All right, so but you guys know which record I'm talking about. Um, if I remember the name exactly, uh, I'll let you know. But right now, you know, it's the it's the baby Huey record, yo, with him on the cover with his big old afro. Man, it's it's incredible, man. You know, just just looking at the fu album you know and and producing them you know what's that kind of relationship like when you guys are you know kind of going back and forth you know really figuring out this song's going on the album this song's not going to fit you know i like this verse but what if you say this word this way or whatever like what's that feedback that collaborative process look like oh there was there was a few times that we had you know like the intonation and i would be like hit it uh like hip-hop hector Laveau. Like that, the one on Sabado Night Live, I told him to hit that a little harder. I mean, or, or if, if I heard he was a little more lax when, you know, on, on a song, I'd be like, no, no, no. You know, and then he would go with it. Like we, we uh, there was there was mutual respect and, and I appreciated that. And that was that was one of the good things about going to his crib. Uh, we would go there. We, we would talk about it. We would eat. Um, shout out to his wife made an amazing plate of nachos. And nachos are my favorite. Like, yo, he took, so she made the whole pan and had nachos. He took a plate. I ate the pan because nachos are my weakness. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I was like, yo, can I keep, can I keep eating these? <laughs> and this ruined my diet. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, after the nachos, he could have done whatever he wanted on any song because I would have been like, oh, I'm good. That's all right. Cool. Thank you. Man, that, that's awesome. And you said there's room for a part two, possibly. Yeah, we're just, we're, and we're talking, to, it's just because, uh, besides, okay, so Breeze Everflowing and F.U., I, I don't know if it's maybe being an adult or being more adult, like, just as opposed to, like, 10 years ago making albums with people, whereas you have to chase people down, you got to pull teeth, teeth were pulled, opinions were hurt, but... These last two albums, the albums I did with Breeze, the albums that, and this album I did with Fu, has just been so pleasant. Mm. Like, and I and I just being grown, like being grown men coming in making albums and like respecting each other and, and listening to each other as opposed to uh, waiting to finish so that you can say what you had to say. It's just, yeah, I, I, I so I, I was, um, I was so turned off to making MC albums for a while um, just because uh, I just didn't want to deal with other people and I've been making the beat albums and that's why I was always like I said before I was referring people go all right go over there like like uh, when Big Pun said uh, go that way you know that <laughs> that that's me on, on what you're gonna do like go you know this, um, go that way you know my beats are over there leave me alone kind of a thing and that's mm -hmm. how I've been for a while. And then shout outs to Damien from um, I Had an Accident Records because he was the one who told me, he's like, yo, make a compilation. And that really jump-started me into kind of like pursuing the more of the rap album mm. and not just instrumental albums. And opening up uh, just my, my, my idea of making an album with MCs again because everyone, I feel like, you know... I'm just, I've been driving with, you know, like I said, with Fu. I drive really well with Breeze, and um, so you know, yeah, part two. Uh, 
I, I think it's going to come along. I got, I got a, I've been DJing. I've been DJing a lot. So when I DJ, I don't produce. So when I get into this, like when I start doing a whole bunch of gigs out and especially now that I'm doing the, the radio show, I, I, I don't like to be inspired by outside. So when it, once that stops, I think once when winter comes along, people aren't really booking as much. I'll stop. I'll be in the house. And I have a whole stack of records that I can go through that I've accumulated while, you know, walking through the streets. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll get to that. And then that'll be the, you know, respectfully F you as well kind of album. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's awesome. And, you know, you've done such great work with Breeze Everflow and too. How did you and Breeze start working together, man? And what's it like working with 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 an MC of his caliber too? Um, Breeze, so 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 that in nineties with ninety eight, ninety seven, I was just being a kid listening to the radio. I would know it was ninety six. When when did uh my God, my God, why have you forsaken? When 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 did that come out? Ninety six, ninety seven. I feel like you're in the range, but yeah, I don't, I don't know off the top of so my head. I, I heard that on the radio and I feel like that was the first song I heard when I turned on the radio late night for that one time. And I found underground hip hop radio. And the first song that was played was forsaken. And I was so like, wow, this is so cool. Cause it was the jiggy era and I didn't vibe to the jiggy era. I just, mm-hmm. I'm not a fashion guy. I don't, like materialism and forsaken was it hit a note. So then later, like four years later, I'm 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 in Johnny Twenty Three crew doing um the old Tro's new bridge and I'm doing like New Yorkian and Wetlands and I was rapping back then like freestyling my butt off. It's like a goofy underground backpacker that I was, uh, with this goofy voice that you hear, um and like he was jiving with, like he was with it because I was a freestyle guy. I used to freestyle, mm. and so he, he, we did a few tracks together. Like when I was young, when I hadn't even turned twenty, so I've known him for a while. Yeah, yeah, I've known him for a bit, and then, um, and then he, you know, then like I would throw him, like he did some tracks. That there's an album, whatever. There was some tracks I would throw at him, and then the joints would never release, sort of. And then uh, the breeze. Then um, I did the AOK era, and he was, you know, like he was aware of the work I was putting in, and he knew me. So then he did the retirement, and then he wanted to come back, and uh, his uh, his boy Dutch hit me up. I was like, "Yo, you want to do a beat for the album?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And I gave him Project Draw beat, which was a, which was another which was a Spanish beat, and he came out with the comic book song called Project Draw, which I loved. Cause it's all it's all about creating comics. Look it up, and, and then I, I I pitched it to this German label who put it out on forty five. Um, and at that point, I'm like, bro, can I just do the whole thing? And he and he was down with it. He's like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did the whole um, bring out your dead, and then we did deep reads too after that. Uh, and then we also did the cosmic project, the pro- uh, uh, power cosmic, because we're both uh, comic book nerds. We're both fanboys, and that's what we drived on. And Having the in having just hip hop being so vast and you know you can take your personalized experience and you know land it on and and then that will land on about like maybe ten thirty people maybe at least 
You know, mm-hmm. you're gonna get an audience. You know what I mean? And people are gonna relate to you. And then you, that's what's cool about being an, a creative nerd. You, you now we have this outlet, and people are gonna jive with it. And that's that's basically what breeze deep breezes is just us us nerding out and having fun as dads. That's like awesome. yeah, like yeah, like making like making songs for the the the. Uh, eight-year-old version of ourselves hoping that maybe our sons will be the same kids man it, it what's incredible too man is you know looking at raising kids you know you're, you're bringing your your son along in in beat making and comic books like what's that process what's that experience really like for you okay all right all right great question great question <laughs> I have I have tried to veer him away from the scene. I'm like, oh, hey kid, you don't want any part of this <laughs> kind of a thing. <laughs> and um, yo, he's like, oh dad, look, check this, check out what I made on the iPad because his his aunt gave him an iPad. And I'm always like, oh, you witch, why why have you sucked him into the digital layer? But anyway, he uses it for school too. But He's he he's using the garage band on there. He's and he's taking it upon himself to put sounds together in an, in a I'm a sample guy, so he's using whatever stuff like the presets or whatever, but he's putting stuff together on his own. And I said, All right, all right. So so now he he lets me listen to joints and I'm like, you know, don't use that there, maybe put this there. And then there's a lot of uh What's that? Uh, tug of war. He's like, no, I like it there. And I'm like, yeah, but it's, you know, now, now you're just going to have this. You're going to be like Robin S with Show Me Love and Love for Love. Not you know, just like, or, or like Crystal Waters making the same song all over again. No, you got to change it. I mean, he's, but also, he doesn't listen to any new music. He likes the 80s. He likes classic music. He, he's not, he hates a lot of, he hates a lot of hip hop and rap because he doesn't like the bad words. He, he's like, man, why is everybody so angry? Good so he does, fair, fair question there. I mean, I was like, that's a lesson for another day, son. <laughs> I mean, and I've talked to him about that, but that's not a wavelength he's on. That being said, he's, you know, he comes around, you know, a lot of the shows I'm at, he comes, I bring him to as many gigs as I can take him to, um and you know you know people know him um so and then okay so action figures and he doesn't like action figures he likes cars he got he's gotten into cars and uh so that's that was something that my brother's into my my brother's a a gearhead so i have a he's got like now i know a bunch about a bunch of cars because of him because now as a dad you're looking for the stuff your son likes you know what i mean Mm -hmm. yeah but um, I'm also, you know, just being a, a, a digger of, of, of records, toys, comic books. He, he struck gold because now I have now vic- I can vicariously dig through his hobbies. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going I'm, I'm the guy in hot. I'm the guy in Target looking for the cool Hot Wheels to get to my to get for my son. Not for myself, even though I'm getting a kick out of finding the cool joints and he's telling me which ones to get and which ones to look for. So it's uh what's that called? A symbiotic relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like related. Yeah. 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 There's a symbiosis there, there you know, but then, but then the, 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 the flips, the hard part of that is finding space in the house for everything. Right. Yeah. That's you know, a challenge. It's not, I can show you real 
quick, but not everyone else is going to be able to. Oh, I can I turn my camera around? No, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Marks is going to get mad. So, <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. Ready? Look, you see that? That's just like a mountain of cars. Man, yeah, still yeah, sealed yeah, too. Still yeah, sealed. Yeah. yeah, and that's just from this month. So, so you you get in trouble sometimes, don't you? Yes. Yes, yes, I do. I do. But uh from one dad to another, man, I know. Like I I I look at that, I'm like, that's amazing. Like, you know, same thing going on over here with like baseball cards, but like oh wow, you also get in trouble, you know. Like yeah, I know I know that side too. Um, but it take you know, baseball cards take up less space. <laughs> that's the benefit. Yeah, that's that's safe. He does he play sports? Yeah, he plays. So baseball, basketball, cross country, kind of anything. Um, definitely trying to steer him away from football. Uh, you know, oh, all so the injury wise, right? Yeah, exactly. Other than that, it's like they're they're kind of into into anything. I'm getting him. Oh, I've gotten him into lifting. He's been doing well. As I can't, kids can't go into the gym until they're 13. But we have a gym in the in, in the in the complex in our apartment complex, and then, but then we also go to the parks and we do a lot of calisthenics. So, nice. getting giving him the basics of lifting because he, I don't know, he's he's with it. He's with it. That's all. You know, you, you could you know you get like it's a samurai. What's that called again? Shogun assassin. The ball. Or or the sword, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And they're gonna gravitate to it or not. So he's he's gravitated towards the exercise, and that's good. He didn't really like sports. He's not a. I'm not a jock. I'm a nerd. So I guess that that's the genetic part of that. But lifting, we do like doing that, and and I like running. So eventually he'll get cross country. Man, I wish I would have done that sooner. Yeah, now, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cross country is great. It's so much freedom in that. I didn't fig I didn't figure that out till my junior year of high school, but I mean I've been with it ever since. That's okay. I told you earlier, um, doing the thirteen miles during the pandemic. Yeah, that's when I found out. That's when I found out. That's amazing, man. That's a great time to yeah. do it too when things yeah. are like slowing down and and shut down like that. Yeah, it was great and just the free. So I've been I've been running ever since then. Have you noticed people- like a health benefit to it? Uh, I noticed that when I don't run, I get cranky. Yeah. Yeah. That's real. (laughs) (laughs) Or like, so I, I also, I, so I also do a lot of lifting too. So, but, and then people in these circles will tell you like, Oh, you can't do one or the other. Cause it's one's going to detract, but man, I don't care. I'm having fun doing both. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to step on stage. I'm just doing it for myself, and and it's also cool to just be a super dad, you know, to do something in front of your son that your son's like, oh man, you know, but what did uh what did my dad what did Zeke was like, yeah, you look like a a a, a jock nerd, so it's so awesome. that's cool. That's what he told me. So I was like, all right, I, I, I'm good with that. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good that's that 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 that's aspirational right there, man. <laughs> that is. <laughs> Because I'm really not a jock. I sports, nope. Um, I had a, I had a, I had a uh, a Yankees credit card that people, you know, that people would ask me about, and I said, no, nah, I only got this because my wife's in the baseball and she wanted to get that blanket. You know, they give you when you fill yep. out the, when you, yeah. She was cold and I needed to get, I needed a blanket for her, but I, I know nothing of sports. 
And then you get those, you know, what do you think about like how they move so-and-so from fifth in the lineup to sixth? Like, do you think that's a good idea? And you're like, what are you talking about? Like, that's way too <laughs> yeah. specific of a question. Yeah. Yeah. Or fantasy league people. You know what I mean? No, 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 no. But, but, I, I you know, I, I'll tell you about artists transitioning from one um, publisher to the next. You know what I'm saying? Like that right. kind of thing. Or one art. Yeah. Everybody. Um, oh, we don't have to get into that. I used to work in a comic book store. I used to, I used I used to work in a comic book store and um uh, Jim Haley's and then the the comic book hustle was so parallel like of artists and authors mm. who used to try to pitch. So we used to have a lot of signings. We were right back when DC was right next to um was in the AOL Time Warner building. They would come and sell us their books because of the they would get books from the publisher just to read so they would be up on their stuff when they had to write something for the next story but they they would have a home they, their home would be full of comics so we would buy them back at 30 percent mm. and um they would get credit at the store but artists and the artists like aspiring artists and whatnot would come knowing that and oh, wow. they would pitch they would pitch and I was like man and then you would have we would have our independent comic book section in the store and then you would meet the independent comic book artists and i was like man i i just every hustle is is so similar you know what i mean seriously it, yeah so many parallels man you know yeah um, and, and thinking about what what the the instrumental albums you do man you know i, I really enjoy those as well and, and just you know the way you put oh, beats, thank you beats out there you know and um it's a great listen you know d- different vibe you know kind of more like, you know, background music when you're when you're doing stuff around the house or, you know, mm-hmm. green papers, you know, how do you structure your instrumental albums really? Um, and, you know, when you when you look at your stats, you know, on these digital streaming platforms, you know, how do those do compared to like, you know, projects with like FU or Breeze or, you know, projects like that? Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to that what you said about grading papers. I so I, I work with developmentally disabled adults, um, and we have to do progress reports. And um, I mean, before I was a coordinator, they uh like I would have you know I, I still do them because I, st- I I I like doing field work over office work. But even when I had to do the office work, I was listening to rap albums, and. I was and I was being distracted by the words. And then I remembered in high school um, listening to Introducing by DJ Shadow. Mm-hmm. And that got me through uh, doing my thesis and a lot of other homework. And I mm-hmm. said, you know what? So uh, what you leave behind was the one where I was trying to be my uh, it was my most shadowist. And then also, it was a mix of that and Rough Draft because uh, I listened to Rough Draft again, and, and and just the way it was structured, and I and, and and I liked it, just the whole the rawness of it. And I, I realized, you know, those albums aren't really super super crazy mix because I don't have the uh, capacity for it. I'm a straight up caveman, MPC four thousand into into a recorder. And then, like, what I was doing is I was recording them onto a cassette so I can get more volume, more, like, uh, bottom to them. And then, mm. like, just doing whatever I could on my end and then using um, a, one of those digital mastering 
And I also had my boy Tommy Diaz do a few of the albums too. Like he he was he was a, a house producer and he went and he mastered a few of those. Um so I think like stat wise, yeah, they don't they don't like do crazy at all. Like, you know, I don't I don't the the albums that make money, that 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 make numbers are the rap albums. Mm. You know what I mean? But that being so that that's on the digital platforms. But there was the band camp. There's the band camp um, side of things. And that's when uh, you had uh, the DIY labels that I'm on, like that I was like 77 Rise Records, Already Dead Records were. And then um, this new label, um, Creator Dig, is putting out another album, another instrumental album of mine um, in December. And it's just like it's these guys who are like who who appreciate instrumental hip hop, and they would they would either press up cassettes, and those and it was like a short run, and then those would sell out ASAP, and then you would be happy with your life. You're like, oh, I'm making it big with actual human beings. You know what I mean? And then what's cool about those because because then you those people do reach out to you, and then you you, you develop relationships um and friendships off the instrumental scene so i appreciate that as opposed to the uh the abstract uh digital market where i'm I'm probably never gonna reach the person who streamed one of my beats four times that that engagement it's like you you build that authentic engagement through different projects but like sometimes it feels too like people are going to gravitate towards like you know your albums with other mcs or like the it feels like it's separate crowds almost like the crowd that it searches is. out instrumentals no. like Yo, you know, it like is that that lo-fi the lo-fi like study beat crowd almost is like totally different right oh my god because uh those guys are not buying the fu album right those guys are not like and and, and so then those that that was i was banking on the supporters of my physical merch from the from the instrumental albums to cop my records, but they're tape guys, mm-hmm. and they want they just want beats. So that 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 was an interesting. So that was an interesting like lesson to learn. Like yeah. okay, the, those fans are gonna stay in their you know they're gonna stay where they're at. But then there's we we I got a few there's a few like deep like hardcore deep fans, but you know. But it was it was it was an interesting lesson, or uh, what's that? Uh, an interesting pill to chew or swallow, kind of a thing. But I'm learning it, and and so, but it, that being said, the digital, like digital, like it's for ra- that that's for rappers, and and then also the physical record thing. Um, I've noticed there's you have to do the FOMO game, mm. uh, where you're doing short run with an OBI strip and there has to be a level of nostalgia. So you got to put like, a, you know, a popular character from somebody's past and then people will gobble that up because they're like, Oh man, I want, I want, I want a record. I want a record with this on there. I want to, because it, because I want to have it in my house or I want to resell it. It has to have some in the era in the era of me in the era of me. What it, what good is it going to do me? There mm-hmm. are there are those who want it for either uh, aesthetic purposes or for the resale value. And 
I'm not going to appeal to that because I'm doing, I'm doing me. I'm do, we're doing us. You know what I mean? The artist is doing us. We're not going to, when you, once you start to appeal to the masses, I mean, then you're not making art. You're just making products, uh, consumer right. goods. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I, I'll take the hit, bro. I'll take the hit. I don't care. Cause down the line, you know, someone's going to come back to it and be like, Oh man, you heard this. But no, man, I appreciate that answer. And when you think about just your production process, you know, how does a deep beat really come together from like the beginning to the end? And how do you know like <laughs> that it's actually finished? Uh, everybody joking around. It's like it goes, it comes from the garbage to the garbage. No, it's, <laughs> it's the, it starts in the it starts in the trash and it ends up in the bins. No, uh, <laughs> I mean, like I said, uh, I touched on it before that you know i'm I, I i find i'll find a cluster of records lying around the streets because i'm if you look at my uh apple watch or not my apple watch but my apple stats i'm doing at least twenty thousand steps daily so i'm walking everywhere i walk a lot for work i work i walk a lot just daily in my life and i'm always just probability wise i'm bound to find something interesting and i do and when it happens, that's my cue to begin. And it's kind of like uh, rhythm roulette in a sense, where what comes to me is what I need to use. And 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 if I'm in, like so right now, I've I've been DJing a lot, but I got the itch, I got the itch to to get back into my MPC uh, four thousand and start making things again. And that's like I said, that's going to prompt me to make the next Fu album. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, it's like, so it's, uh, okay, so if you want to get technical, I'm looking for a loop that speaks to me. I'm looking for a vibe that speaks to me. A lot of the times it's a Latin joint because I'm Puerto Rican. And I guess when, you, when you're Puerto Rican and you hear, you know, like a Hector Lavoe song or an old classic Latin song, it makes your hair stand up. Mm. Uh, it gives you goosebumps. And if you find that, that sound that gives you goosebumps, um, that's what I'm going to use. But... To a certain extent, if I, I don't want to disrespect the record, if I feel it's too good for me to touch, I won't touch it. Anyway, after that, mm. then it's uh, maybe I'll find a break. Maybe I'll find drums to complement it. I'll go look looking for drums or I'll find a break. I'll layer that. Then I'll maybe I'll, I'll do the DJ thing where I'm trying to blend other grooves over it to see if anything catches. And that's like the layering aspect of making the beat. Like I'm trying to see what goes with it to you know just make it pop not so that it's not just the same song with drum programming over but but that it has more dimension to it and 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 that's how i do it that's awesome man so looking at everything you got going on man you know um family life work life you know working with different different artists just you know keep making beats you know what's what's next for deep man so uh December 1st, I'm dropping um, Vimana, uh, Taino Vimanas, which is another, it's it's another beat album with, with all, it has a lot of beats that um, FU didn't actually go with. So mm. if you're interested in seeing what FU did not rhyme on, um, go check that. But then there's a whole bunch more. Uh, yeah, 
And then I, I also use a lot. Of, I've been doing a lot of, I've been doing a bunch of beach shows, like beach showcases. And, and, and if you've been to my beach showcases and, and, and if you didn't, if you didn't, if you enjoyed them, then those beats are going to be on that album. Mm. That's awesome. So yeah, v, yeah. V, Vimana, it's called Taino Vimana's. Uh, Creator Dig is putting that out digitally and on, and on, and on Bandcamp. Um, I don't think we're going to do a merch for that because I've already been trying to shove the vinyl, the FU vinyl down a lot of people's throats. So I'm going to give people a chance to breathe. I hate that aspect of market, the marketing, like physical goods, you mm. know, when, you know what I mean? But yeah, giving people a chance that, to breathe and, and it's, discover. It's necessary though, man. It's like, it's, it's, you know, yeah, doing you're... the mail outs and stuff. And if people like, yeah, hey, unsubscribe me, I'm like, yo, you don't have to open the email, bro. You can just send me the trash. 